Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hey, I am excited again today. We have uh, Pastor Hubert Dauphin and uh, Hubert and his lovely wife, Emma. Uh, you can see their, their photo, their beautiful family right here. Uh, they came, I think it was the pre-launch, it was the pre-launch service, so even before we did it. So And so they were a, a part of our church for several years. And uh, coming in, he's like, hey, you know, I, I got on my heart to plant a church. And uh, they kind of came to our church and, and they went through some church hurt. And uh, for the last two years, when they were with us, they got some church healing. I mean, there's some church here, but there's some church healing too. Come on, somebody. Like, we want to stay on the church healing side of things if we can. And and uh, and so they came, and, and man, they were just amazing. I think he was like on the guest experience team and did did greeting and coffee and everything. And I remember there were Sundays you were out there sweating. And y'all don't know how easy we have it here, man. We used to do guest experience like outside. It was rough in July, okay? Like, it was it was rough. I'm thankful for this place. And, uh, and so and his lovely wife would, would help in worship and just, just an amazing couple. And it was about last year at this time, they said, Pastor, we, we feel like it's in our hearts right now to launch out and launch this church. And of course, I hate to see him go. I love him so much. But, you know, we, man, we, we bless them and release them. They're building their launch team right now. They just secured a place. We're so excited for them. So maybe you could tell us about that later. But they just secured a place. And I think I, wanna, I don't want to lie, but it's this coming fall, fall that you want to do a full-blown launch, right, as you're building your team. So, guys, we're so excited. And I, I just want you to know, like, just a church, our church, really, we're just a few years in our story, and we've already had the chance to, like, multiply ourselves. That is a beautiful thing. Um, and so, man, we, we're about our church. We're about the kingdom of God. And there's a lot of people that need to reach in South Florida. And, and I think this is a beautiful thing that we got to be a part of and do. So, hey, I, I don't want to steal any more of his thunder, guys. Open up your heads and your hearts. Put your hands together uh, as we welcome Hubert. Really, just from our house, you're going to be excited about this word today. So would you welcome him as he comes up this morning? Thank you, Pastor Matt. Good morning, City Lift. Um, once again, it's good to be back. Um, I've seen some familiar faces and some new faces, but it's definitely good to be home. Um, and like I mentioned in previous service, I will always and forever will be a City Lifter. Um, I've never been in the gang, but if this was a gang, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but surely, um, it's a blessing to be back. Um, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm a guest. I'm, I'm family. I'm family. And so um, it's, it's good to be back. Unfortunately, my wife could not be here. We just acquired a new building, and one of us just had to be there. She did send her greetings to you all. And like I mentioned, um, you know, Pastor Matt and his family has been such a blessing to us in so many ways. Um, we were here for three years, actually, three years. Um, we came at the pre-launch service, and it was a time for us, not just here, but to learn, because I knew God would have called me at some point to venture out, but I, I learned the different things, and, you know, I was just sharing with Kevin um, how it is so easy for a culture to be established, and not every culture is healthy, you know, so I've learned that through City Live, like, you have to always challenge your people that change is coming. It's part of growth. It's part of growth. Whether we like it or not, it's inevitable. Change is a part of our life, so... But it's good to be back, definitely. And so um, I just would invite you all to, um, to the book of Joshua, chapter 10. All right? Um, turn to your digital Bibles. I don't hear pages flipping anymore. All right? So Joshua, chapter 10. <clears throat> I'll be reading selective verses. 
Um, I'm reading from the NKJV version, if that matters. So when you found it, say amen. And it reads, now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and his king. So he had done to Ai and his king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. Verse 2, that they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all of its men were mighty. Verse 3, therefore Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Oham, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lashish, man, these names, the Vir, king of Eglon, saying, come up to me and help me that we may attack Gibeon, for it has made me peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Okay? Now, um, and Joshua came with his army, and in verse 8, verse 8, and the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Okay? Let's skip to verse 12. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites, before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Verse 14. And there has been no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we are humble to be here. Father, we are humble to be alive, to just give more glory to your name. And Lord, as we get ready to hear your word, let it change us. Let it transform us. Um, let us more like you, Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you the highest praise. And together we say in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah. Um, this topic this morning is something I really felt like the Lord had impressed upon my heart to share with my local fellowship. And that is bold prayers. Bold prayers. Now, some of you might be asking, what is a bold prayer? Well, a bold prayer is a prayer that you pray in confidence, believing that God can do it, even though the situation may look dim. So it's that situation that you might be dealing with in your own personal life that you're like, oh, I don't know, this is too big for me. But you pray boldly, believing that God can answer your prayer. In the ASV version, 1 John chapter 4, 5, verse 14, it says, and this is the boldness which we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So John, he challenges the church. He says, with boldness, we can come to the throne of grace where God can really answer us and he, that he hears us. Um, because sometimes it is so easy in our lives for us to look at our situation and we limit our prayers because of the size of our problems. When in reality, our prayers should be dictated by the size of our God. Joshua had history with God. So he prayed a prayer that even now, thousands of years have gone by. We're still talking about it to this day. In verse 1, we see a king by the name Adonai Zedek. 
He was a king of Jerusalem. He sat five miles east of Gibeon. And word came to this king of Jerusalem at the time that there's a people that called themselves the people of Israel led by Joshua and how God had used them to defeat, number one, Jericho and Ai. And the scripture says that when he heard that these people were defeating these different nations, these prosperous nations, the verse 2 tells us that he became afraid. So he became afraid because he heard that Joshua and Israel, how God was using them supernaturally to defeat nations. We are heard of the story of Jericho. Without using their weapons, God told them to just march around the city. And the walls came crumbling down. So he had heard of all of this. And so because of what he heard, he became afraid. Now, verse 3 says, in his mind, not only was he afraid, he became angry because why? His neighbor Gibeon had formed an alliance with Joshua. For more details, read chapter 9. Joshua chapter 9. So, so they had formed an alliance with the people of Israel. He says, how dare they form an alliance with the enemy? And so he devised a plan. Verse 3. He gathered five kings and their armies to go against the city of Gibeon. And it is just like the enemy. It is just like the enemy. When you're minding your own business, he sends a rocket towards your way. He launches a missile. It is just like the enemy while you're just serving God. You, you, you want to do things right. You want to pay your tithe. Come on, somebody. Amen. You're trying to do the right thing, and he just wants to interrupt all that you have going on. It is just like the enemy to come and send an attack on those who develop a partnership with God. For those who decided, wow, I, you know, I'm experiencing some, some turkey jet lag, but it's, instead of staying home, I'm here. It is just like the enemy to say, you know what? I don't like them. And bear this in mind. Remember, you and I, we were never the problem. It's an issue. It's a beef that he has with God who has no rival. Who has no equal? There is no match against this mighty God. And so the enemy says, since I can't even touch you, I'm going to go against your image bearers. That's you and I. Because I can't even lay a finger on you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. But it's, but it's just like the devil. That's what he does. And so it's so easy to get sidetracked, right? So he sends an attack on Gibeon. And so Gibeon, he reaches out to Joshua. And he tells Joshua, come here quickly, because if you don't, our city will be destroyed. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know what Jesus said? Jesus says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy does not play fairer, in case you want to know. The enemy does not play fair. He, he doesn't believe in one-on-one -on -one match. King Adonai Zedek, Gibeon was a rising city. But he became angry, and like I said in his previous service, if Hader had a name to it, King Adonai Zedek would be that person. The Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. 
Why? Destroy who? Those who've developed a relationship with Jesus. If you're even thinking about getting to know Jesus, the enemy doesn't like it. The fact that you're here under the sound of my voice, the enemy is not pleased. But it is in those moments, as bold as he is in his attacks, when we pray, we ought to attack. We ought to pray boldly. And I don't think the challenge is this morning is for me to challenge you to pray. Some of you probably prayed on your way here because of those people, the way they drive. But maybe the challenge is when you pray, just like Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, assuming that you already pray, but when you pray, you pray with boldness because you dare to believe that God can do it. And one thing about the enemy, he's a strategist. The scripture says that King Adonai, Zedek, he did his homework. I mean, you don't go into battle without homework. You don't go into a fight without studying your, your opponent. And so he's noticed, he says, in verse 2, he says, Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities. Secondly, he said, they were greater than Ai, and the men were mighty. So he did his research to know that they were a rising nation. And so he felt threatened because why? They made an alliance with the people of Israel who was just going around just beating up everybody. And he could not afford for his neighbor to even look at them and says, you're next. <laughs> so before he could even reach that point, I am going to destroy them. That is why when we pray, you got to pray with boldness. Sometimes we get, we, we, we get so consumed with the size of our situations, and so we say, uh, God can't do it. This is how you know this is a bold prayer. Whatever you're facing or whatever you're about to face, right? This is how you know this is a bold prayer. Whenever you, you're facing something, you're afraid to pray because just in case God doesn't come through, you won't feel bad about it. That's a bold prayer. I've done that before. There were some prayers I was afraid to pray because just in case God doesn't come through for me, I won't feel too bad about it. And if I could be transparent, this building that we just acquired, it was a miracle. I mean, God just threw it down from heaven. I don't know how it happened. But I had not shared this with the community at the time. Um, and I was sharing with Pastor Matt how we were looking for a building. And so... Um, I was like, God, I'm new at this. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the blueprint of how all this works. And so I was afraid to even pray that God would give us a building. But in, but in public, yes, God is going to bless us. But in my heart, I was afraid to pray that prayer. And it was not until I said, God, I know you can do it. You're the one that called me, so you have to make it happen. Lo and behold, I'm testifying about this building that God has blessed us with. But it's not about me. It's ne it was never about me. The fact that you have a relationship with Jesus is not that God does not want to give you certain things that you're asking for. But in order to pull some things down from the realm of the spirit, it has to come through you praying boldly and believing that God can do it. It might require some persistence. It might require some pain. It might require for you to just keep coming back to the throne. But in due season, God can make it happen. 
you know, we're, we're, we're in a situation, we're in an economy now where it's not looking good for many people. So it's easy to just put ourselves with the rest of the bunch and say, well, we're all just going to have to go with the flow. Next year, they're going to raise my rent. How, how else am I going to make it happen? Whatever you believe in God for, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He can make it happen. But would you dare to say, God, as of today, I'm going to pray boldly. And whatever happens, happens. It's just like when they came to the Hebrew boy and they said, um, you sure? Are you sure about this guy? You guys might get burnt. He says, even if our God doesn't come through, I'm going to still stand on him. I'm going to still choose to believe that he can do it. That should be the attitude of every believer because we fight from victory. Like, only in the kingdom that we actually fight knowing the end of the battle. Like, knowing what's going to happen at the end. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. In the book of Revelation, we actually win. So our attitude should be approached with the same. Our attitude should be when we pray that, God, I know you can do it. I'm here for a reason. You've done it before, and I know that you can do it again in the name of Jesus. And I know my mind is telling me something else, but I choose to believe that you can do it in Jesus' name. That's praying with boldness. So the people, the king of Gibeon, he reached out to Joshua. He said, Joshua, come here quickly. Because if you don't, we may just die. When you begin to live a life of praying boldly to God, people will begin to reach out to you for help. Believe it or not. Whenever you approach the throne of Whenever you approach the throne with boldness, right? After a while, the favor of God will shine so, so, so bright upon your life that others will reach out to you for help. Joshua was a man just like you and I. But there was something about him that other people looked unto. Why? Because he dared to believe in God that God can do it for him. There's a quote by Mark Batterson. He says, God honors bold prayers. Why? Because bold prayers honors God. He honors bold prayers. When God sees it, he's like, wow. I gotta come through for that person. Jesus says, like, about the little children, he says, forsake not the little ones, for such is the kingdom. Have you ever heard little children pray before? Have you ever heard? When they pray, they believe for anything. But when we get older, we apply logics to everything. And Jesus is like, no, go back to that little child that you once were. Will you just believe me for anything? So he called upon the five kings. And as Joshua, the scripture says that Joshua traveled all night. And when they finally arrived to the scene, verse 8 tells us, the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Wow. Even before he could use his sword, God had already told him that the battle was yours. The word of God is filled with God's promises. Filled with God's promises. Sometimes all it requires for us to start praying boldly is to grab hold of one promise and you run with it. A promise that has helped me a lot in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
and I pray this a lot over my children, Isaiah 44, verse 3 says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. Some of you, it's hard for you to believe that your loved one could ever be saved. They're just wild for the devil. You're thinking about them right now. Pray boldly. Like, some of you, you're probably, you're, you're probably wondering how you got saved. Others are probably wondering how you got saved. There was a bold prayer that was said on your behalf. Thank God. Hallelujah. But the power of bold prayers can change things. It defies the laws of gravity. defy all the laws that we're governed by when you pray boldly. And so they, they reached out to Joshua. And so he came through. And so God said that I will come through for you. No man should be able to stand against you. And some of you probably heard a word from the Lord years ago, if not months ago. And you're wondering, will it ever happen? Because nothing surrounding me is giving me evidence that it, this can actually happen. Hold on to it. You hold on to that promise. It's yours. Now, it's not about you, you, you per se, but it's all about expanding the kingdom of God. Because believe it or not, whenever God answers a prayer, what it does, it actually expands God's kingdom. Because now it gives proof and evidence to those who are watching to believe that there's something true about these believers. The scripture says, as they fought, huge hailstones, thank God I was not the enemy, huge hailstones defeated and it killed more people than the swords killed. So now, when Joshua is seeing this, what, it is, it, what is it doing to him? It's confirming to him that God is with him. Remember, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, no matter where you are, where you were, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, the Bible said that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Somebody said, repeat after me. The Holy Spirit is in me. Say it again. The Holy Spirit is in me. So the fact that the Spirit of God is living and residing in you, the kingdom of God is living in you. So that in itself should be confirmation that when you pray, the, the, the heavens are moved on your behalf. But we just have to believe it. And I get it. I live on this earth just like you do. I get it. We can be so consumed with what we see on news and the things that we see on social media. I get it. But there has to be a moment in time where we, just, where we allow ourselves to be still and know that he is God. Not only God over there, not only God over Pastor Matt, but he's God over my life. And he's interested in my prayers. The Bible says, as they fought in battle, Joshua, he noticed that it was getting dark. And there was more business to take care of. There were more enemies to kill. And the Bible says that he looked up and he said, Son, stand still over Gibeon. And moon in the valley of Aijalah. Now, some of us know, if not all of us now, with modern science, and we've come to understand that the sun does not necessarily move. Well, I do hear that we're moving in space, but the sun um, has planets within our solar system that revolves around it. All right? So, in reality, his prayer was not even logical because the sun never moves. The earth is moving and is rotating. So if we pray that prayer now, we would say, God, earth stands still. But even when we don't sound logical, when it doesn't make sense in our prayers, 
God still responds. He's not a God that's waiting to see how, how well you articulate yourselves in prayer. He's not a God that's waiting to see what kind of verbiage you use or, 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 or what, kind of, what kind of vocabulary that you use in your prayer. He's not about that. But he wants you to be just like that little child. Come to him naked and believe that he can do it for you. The sun stood still because purpose had to come to pass. Whenever you know that this is not what God designed for me, you have to stand on that. Because God told them you would win the battle. And Joshua knew they didn't need more sunlight in order to finish the job. What is it that's not finishing your life? I don't know what it is. What is it that you're waiting for God to do? You know that it has to happen. You sit on that. And you hold on to it. And you pray boldly. Because when you pray boldly, I'm telling you, heaven will be moved on your behalf. Peter, he reached out to Jesus. While Jesus was walking on water, he says, if that, if that is you, you have the power to allow me to walk on water. And Jesus says, come here. Could you imagine? All the other 11 that were on the boat, they missed out on the opportunity to walk on water. And how many times in our lives have we missed walking on water situations? How many times God would have allowed us to walk on water but because we were afraid to make that request to God, we allowed that opportunity to go by. Peter says, if, if, if it is you, Lord, not only you can do it, but you can allow me to do it. Also, the Roman ruler who told Jesus, you don't even have to come to my house. But you can just say the word, and I know that my servant can be healed. What? If Jesus is standing before me? I'm not letting him loose. You're, you're coming to my house. Because just in case that first prayer doesn't work. But he says, even if I don't see you again, that word that you release is power enough to heal that servant that's in my house. And I hope this morning you feel charged. I hope that you leave this place never being the same. That when you go on your bedside tonight, you pray with boldness, believing that God will answer your prayer. And even if he don't, you believe that he has an ultimate plan in store for you. That should be the life of every believer. The life of every believer should be able to, to stand naked before God. I know my daddy can do it. I know Abba Father can do it. I know he can because why? The spirit of God is living inside of me. We've lost sight of that. And it's so easy to be caught up in corporate America and just be so, be so swayed by the affairs of life and we forget who we are. We're kingdom people. We actually win. If you could, if, if, man, John was so lucky. Like, John actually saw you in the book of Revelation where the enemy was ultimately defeated. So we should fight and we should pray for victory. What is it God is challenging you with? You're not here by coincidence. You're not here because you had nothing else to do. Well, that might have been the case too. I don't know. But God has an ultimate purpose and plan. You're not here by chance. You're here today. So that your prayer life will change. Because not just when you pray, not just if you pray, but when you pray, you pray with boldness. Choose to believe that God can come through for you. Joshua was not always at this place in his life. He had a starting point. 
And some of you might be saying, well, I don't have history with God. I mean, I'm new to this. I mean, I, I'm just this, this whole Christianity thing, like, it's, it's all new to me. That's good. Because the same way it was with Joshua. But he had a starting point. And I always like to challenge people with this. That's exactly how I started. It's two minutes. Two-minute challenge. I can't do two minutes. Okay, one minute. I can't do one minute. Okay, 30 seconds. Do, give God something. When you get up in the morning, just ice, well, it could be morning, at night. You know your own schedule. But, but, but separate or, or dedicate that time with just you and Jesus. Two minutes? Okay, then do five minutes. You can do more than that, right? I don't know. But whatever time you have, you, give, you separate that time with just you and God. God, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm turning off my phone. Like, the, the notifications are off. Like, in fact, I'm throwing my phone in the other bedroom. I don't want nothing to do with anything with the outside world. This is my closet moment. It's just two or five minutes. It's just me with you and God. And before you know it, you'll begin to build history with God. And your time with Jesus will increase. And before you know it, you'll start praying prayers. Like, people will look at you and say, are you crazy? Yeah, I am crazy. I know. <laughs> But I dared to believe, just like Joshua, he had to build his relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. God is interested in you. And because he has an interest in you, he has an interest in your prayers. Don't, don't limit your prayers because of the size of your situation. And you serve a big, big God. Don't forget the things that he has done for you in the past. You are here today because God allowed it to happen. Therefore, when you pray, pray boldly. And you'll be surprised of how God comes through for you. What I've realized in closing, when we pray boldly, not only does it affect us, but it always has an effect on other people around us. I think God sets us up that way. Whenever we pray boldly, it always has an effect on other people around us. There are some people, unbeknownst to them, that are depending on your bold prayers. The people of Gibeon, they depended on Joshua, crying out to their God and say, son, stand still. Who's depending on you? Because the way this kingdom thing works, you're always connected to somebody in the kingdom. You might not even know. But your life is connected to something or someone that will impact. But will you, will you dare to say, I will pray boldly? Repeat after me. Today, I will change my prayer life. I will pray boldly in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.